0: Welcome back to Imperfect Insight, where we are going to be discussing this week uh, fraternity life and just what it's like to be in a frat, how we chose, what we were going to do, if we were
1: even going to rush, etc. This week we have special guest Caleb Stratton, Uh, and last week we didn't preface with nicknames, so... Usually uh, he goes by Slatin, Stratty Boy, Strat, Strat, Stat, Stat, yeah, all of the above. In a sports based setting. Yeah, (laughs) in a sports based setting. How are you doing today, Strat?
2: I'm doing good. Uh, Got done with classes around three. Uh, It was okay. I mean, what was your last class? Uh, It was classics in Greek mythology. Today we learned about, uh, like, or, like, the main Greek gods and stuff like that. Oh, my. So like, Tell me three. Uh, Zeus, army Don't say Poseidon. And... Uh, Don't say Hades. Apollo.
0: All right. Apollo. You I think Apollo's my favorite. No, cool. Hades might be my favorite. I like huh? Apollo. What? God of I like Death? Poseidon. Yeah. Poseidon is cool.
1: As we said, this week we're going to talk about, you know, life in college, being in a fraternity, and, you know, how how that's impacted our lives and how it's affected, you know balance between, you know, work, school, having to do things for the frat, and all things like that. So, Strat, I want to start by asking you, you know, before you were in, how did you know, or when did you know, that you wanted to, like, actually rush?
2: Well, in high school, I had a big group of friends. It was, like, 10 to 11 of us, and they all went to UK or other schools while I went to Georgetown. So, I came to Georgetown not knowing anyone, uh, I mainly stayed in my dorm room all of my freshman fall semester, and I just I just knew that I needed to be around, like, a big group of guys just because that's what I've been used to for, like, the past five to six years. So as soon as uh, Rush became a thing, I knew I wanted to Rush, like, immediately. I didn't know where. Uh, I'd always thought of, like, either Lamb or Phytaub, but, like, I needed to meet those guys first, and right. that's what happened. Well, for me,
1: I would say I was the opposite of you. I... Actually, didn't even decide to rush like myself. Like I'm not the one that signed myself up for rush. Mm-hmm. um Wait, someone signed you up? Our, our president signed me up for. Oh rush. my! So I hung out with Zoe a lot and Andy because he was our RA. Yeah, and we lived. I lived right <laughs> across the hall from him. And one day, Sully was in there, and he, I was in Zoe's room. Sully was in Zoe's room, and he took my phone. and I was like, "What are you doing?" And he was like, "Unlock it. I'll give it back in just a second. I just want to see something." I was like, "All right, whatever." So he gets on our portal, signs up for Rush, hands me back my phone and a $10 bill, and he's like, all right, I'll see you at our informal Rush. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was my decision, but it's definitely something that I'm thankful for because I, I was like you that I stayed in my room a lot, and I was kind of like, you know, I already have friends. Why would I pay for more? Yeah. But, you know, once I got in, I was like, oh, that's not what this is at all. What about you, Joe? What do you, what do you think about that?
0: I agree with Strat. Um, I ended up rushing just because I really liked being in that social, energetic environment. Especially, like, I hadn't really hung out with a lot of the guys that were already in the fraternity uh, beforehand. I was one of the new guys that they met during the Rush events. Yeah. So, like, for example, one of the events that we went to an informal one. there were a lot of guys there and I didn't know anybody, but you know, everyone was having a good time. Everyone was, you know, doing whatever they wanted to do. So I really liked that. But at first I didn't even want to rush. Really? Yeah. How come? Um, I don't I just I guess I could say that I was intimidated. Yeah. A little bit by, you know, just fraternities in general. Because yeah. most people when they think of a fraternity they think of, you know, hazing and you know endless um, parties, endless parties, and just big dudes
1: that are ready to beat you up at any moment. Well, and on top of that, I was scared of for like my grades and stuff. Yeah, I was, I was worried about how much being in Greek life would take away from my academics. Yeah, um, well,
0: also the thing was, I wasn't, I didn't want to rush, but then when I ended up going through the only reason i went through rushes for the free food and the stuff to do in the evenings yeah so and then i ended up meeting all of these guys that are in our fraternity yeah because if you remember most of our guys didn't want to rush either right like this we all ended up rushing the same frat because we didn't want to be with anybody else yeah so but i'm okay with that i'm fine with that so yeah Um, let's see. So, Strat, you can answer this. Um, what made you or what made you choose the frat that you wanted to rush?
2: Uh, well, for me, it was definitely like, like you said, the informal event, it was a really good environment and stuff like that. And I just liked the environment that they created because it felt more of what I was akin to knowing, Mm -hmm. like back at home. You felt home. Yeah, like I felt like it was like. My friends from high school were just hanging out and stuff like that. Like, felt very just nice and like natural. Yeah, it felt very na- like yeah. I felt like I already knew them before. I yeah, I agree
1: before. with that. Yeah, for me, um, my rush process was kind of weird because normally, like, we have four Greek organizations on campus. Yeah, for men, four frats, and I only went to three because the night of one of them, I got really busy. I kind of lost track of time and I was like it was like an hour in and I was like oh my gosh I forgot to go (laughs) (laughs) and I was like "All right, whatever and so I got invited back to the formal for the three that I went to and I don't know I had a good time at all of them like don't get me wrong they were all fun I liked being all of them I felt included at all of them I just felt like I fit in the most here at Mm my Tall. and I don't know it, it was odd for me because of like the experience like I did not know that I was a legacy here really yeah so my formal night here I um, had talked to my grandma earlier in the day mm. and I told her I was rushing and stuff and she didn't know that I don't even remember why I was talking to her but I was, we were talking about something and I just mentioned that I was rushing and I was like I really liked Fytol and I wanted to go there and she was like yo your granddad started Fytol there and I was like what? And she was like, yeah, your granddad started Phi Tall on that campus. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because they fell apart. And now, like, I would be one of the people that are refounding. She was like, oh, that's really cool. And then so I sat next to a legacy from not his class but one below him. So Mm. he knew him. And we talked a lot about that. And, like, pretty much from that point on, like, I was sold here. Because I was like, my granddad was a founding father here. I'm going to be a refounding father. And, you know. He's been passed away since two thousand nine, and I was really, really close with him. So being here makes me feel closer to him. Yeah. And from that point on, I was just sold. What was his name? Stan. Oh okay. He's on our uh, composite in the other. I one figured already. he would be on one of them. He's on the first one. Yeah, we've, we've got some old ones. Yeah. All right. But yeah, that from there on, that had me sold. I was like, I'm coming here. I would have been sold. Yeah. If I knew I was a legacy. Well, it's crazy. I didn't even know. And I told Sully, I was like, hey, I'm a legacy here. Which, you know, necessarily, you don't have to rush a frat or a sorority just because you're a legacy. Yeah, and I feel like there's a stigma around that. People are like, oh, you only got in because you're a legacy. Yeah. And that's not true. I feel like there's a lot of people that are legacies that don't. I know like,
0: no. I know a few girls that rush sororities that were
1: legacies of that sorority and they didn't get in. Really? Yeah. Well, there's somebody in our frat that's a legacy and didn't get in. Yeah. Yet another group. Yeah, that's... Well, what, what about you? Like, Joe, what made you choose where you wanted to go? Um, well, I ended up choosing Phi Tau just
0: because most people that wanted to join also didn't want to rush, like I said. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were kind of all in the same boat, um, kind of like a band of misfits, which lack of a better term. Yeah. But uh, plus, most of the guys here seemed like they were really genuine compared to some other fraternities. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. Um, which I'm not saying that the other ones are disingenuine. I just feel like I belonged here well, more than the other. Even,
1: would you say instead of like not as genuine? Would you say you just connected more?
0: Yeah, like we had more stuff in common. Yeah,
1: um,
0: which I you know, that's what you're supposed to look for when yeah. you're rushing. You're supposed to look for guys that you think you can depend on, that or that you won't get mad. That you won't get mad. You won't at. get mad at after hanging out with them for an hour. Right. Yeah. People that you can stand. Yeah. Um, plus, on top of that, I really admired the fact that this fraternity before our pledge class had very few people in it. Mm-hmm. Very few people. And what stood out to me when I talked to a lot of people that were already in the frat was the fact that. They didn't feel like they were trying to sell you. Like, they didn't feel like, you know, they were trying to just get numbers and just right, get people yeah. to join. They cared about the kind of, the quality of guys that were joining the organization.
2: Yeah.
1: So. Well, so on that topic, like, Joe, what were, like, some of your first impressions since you're kind of already on that? Right. What would you say, like, you know, informal, what were some of your first impressions of the people that were already in?
0: In our frat or just in, in, in general? In ours. Just in ours? Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, Well,
0: obviously, I thought out of all the frats, Phi was the best, or else I <laughs> wouldn't be here. But um, I'd say when I first met a lot of the guys, uh, they talked to me like I was already in the frat. You know, like they talked to me like I belonged there. Um, I made a lot of connections with dudes that I had never spoken to in my yeah. life. And I was like, wow, this guy is really cool. And then what sold me was one after another after another. I had the same thought about all of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? and then I would watch them talk to each other, and I was like, wow, they seem like they've got it together. Yeah. You know, like they seem like they're working as a team and they're
1: somebody that you can depend on. Well, to build off that, in my opinion, as far as this question goes, I saw all of them as very motivated and goal-driven. Yeah. Because they started it from nothing, you know.
0: Which is still true today.
1: Correct. But upon first meeting them, I was like, these guys started this from nothing? Yeah. And they're here right now? Like, that was crazy to me, and that was something that I wanted to be part of. Yeah. Which I, whenever I
0: rushed, I didn't even know that if I would have gotten in, I would have been a re-founding father. Yeah. Because I didn't, I thought they had already, like, I didn't know, like, the
1: terminology of chartering. And right. Becoming a chapter and stuff either. like that. I, I thought either. they were already like, on yeah. campus. Yeah. Well, I, uh, after I talked to Sully about my granddad starting, he'd be like, oh, that's cool. You'd be a refounding father. Yeah. And he was a founding father. And I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he told me. And then another thing, I would have to agree with you, that, like, I just felt like, I felt like everything that I said, I was heard. And, yeah. it, like, they took it in. And it wasn't just, like, some, like, you know, written response that they gave back to me. It was like yeah. they thought about it. And then genuinely responded.
0: Now, I will admit that during Rush and during the process, I didn't get to talk to everybody. Mm -hmm. The people that I did talk to, I liked a lot. Right. Which, and then I met some of the other guys that got in with me during the pledge class Mm -hmm. after the fact. Right. Which one of them was Stratty. Right. So I'm curious to know what your perspective was on, you know, other. Other pledges, other members of the frat that are already there. Yeah.
2: So I had actually met uh Sammy, Sully and uh Joni uh, uh during the Halloween party that our school did. Like like Faito had a Halloween party and I met them right just talking and I talked to Sammy, he was in a soldier seventy six costume. We were talking about Overwatch <laughs> for like 30 40 minutes, and I had never of met course. the guy. Yeah. Well, like I had never met the guy before. So it was really nice to get that connection and stuff and then the next semester i come to find out he's in my japanese class mm. so we sat next to each other we started getting close he asked me to come to rush like come to fight tall like do our in- informal event and stuff and i was like okay cool yeah i'll go to that and mm. then so i just met more guys there i reconnected with joni i met lens and those two guys were some of the first two that i like i felt really close with just because we're all all like us three are kind of like alike you that. yeah way.
1: so for you, it sounds like the stars just aligned because you came in wanting to rush.
2: Yeah. Like, you
1: wanted a group of people, and you found it outside of, like, the rush process. You yeah,
2: it, it was, like, it was pretty cool just to, like, get that one one little interaction, and it, like, it just evolved into just yeah. rushing for them. That's pretty
1: cool.
0: That's yeah. interesting. It's pretty cool. I think it's cool that there are so many different perspectives of this
1: process. Yeah. Well, that and, like, when we t- think about our pledge class, like, there's not very many people in our pledge class, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but, like, I would not be friends with these people had it not been for Talk. Well, I think I know what you mean. Do You yeah. mean, like, you I wouldn't have come across way. them Correct. otherwise? Yeah, Like, our paths yeah. would have never crossed. Like, I yeah. would have stayed, you know, in my room, stayed on my, you know... Me too. Biomed yeah, right. track, Me all too. that. I just never would have had a chance to, you know, meet them. Yeah but I'm really thankful that I did. Like I love everybody in here. I'm I'm really happy that we have this group. But I would yeah. I don't think I would have been friends with them otherwise. I agree. Just for lack of a chance to meet them. Mm-hmm. Um so
0: during the rush process, you said strat that you wanted to rush. Yeah. Were you was there anyone that really stood out to you whenever you were going around talking to everybody during that process?
2: Well, I feel like sully was the one who like stuck out to me the most just because mm. he was like he's always been like very like personable like he like he comes to talk to you he yeah. comes to he wants to get to know you like he wants to get to know you as a person not as just like a yeah i a agree. Number. yeah i felt like sully was a good one um you mentioned sammy sammy yeah sammy's he's one of my closest friends in the frat i think now mm-hmm. and we just we just hit it off like we hit it off at the Halloween party right we reconnected there. We talked about that. It was fun, mm-hmm. and then I think it's funny that you still
1: remember what costume he was wearing. Oh well, yeah, because like it was <laughs> like, like
2: it was an that, important detail. It was that important that, to you that yeah. you still
1: remember that that's what he was wearing.
2: Yeah, because I like I looked over and like almost, it's you were wearing a Soldier Seventy <laughs> Six costume. I Do love you remember what you were wearing. Uh, I was a sad McDonald's worker because I <laughs> <laughs> what? like I, so uh, I worked at McDonald's that summer and I had my like, shirt and my little hat. Uh You rode your bike to this
1: McDonald's for work,
2: right? Uh, No, that's a lie. <laughs> how
1: how did you know that? I just remember that he told me he used to ride his bike to McDonald's and then steal cookies and eat them when he rode his bike home.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: So, wait. You just went for Halloween as a sad McDonald's worker? Yeah, I just got you Did you the still clothes? have your yeah. uniform? Oh. Yeah, I had, I, had, okay. I, had the, I had the uniform and I, I like, had, had the and I was like, how did you
2: get hat. all this merchandise? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then I had, like, makeup, and I, like, put it under my eyes, so it looked, oh like, gosh. sad. But That's it, funny.
1: Did you I, go to that? I
2: did not go to that. Yeah.
1: Really? I didn't leave my room a lot freshman year. No, I didn't. That either. was, like, the well, one time
2: that I actually left.
1: Fall semester, freshman year, I didn't leave my room a lot. No. It, mm-hmm. I didn't feel there was a need. All my friends were in Anderson, so yeah. I was like, why well, yeah. <sighs> leave? I was there, too. For me, I was it was because
2: I, would, I could just go to UK every weekend just to be with my high school friends. Yeah,
1: true. See, I'm only four hours away. All my friends went to a state school close to where we live. So it's hard for me to see them. Yeah. So I had to make friends here. And once I did, I was comfortable. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. What about you, Maddie? Who stood out to you most? Uh, definitely Ty. Mm. Why? I don't know. I just felt like he, like, felt to me like what my best friend from home felt like for me. He oh, okay. was very intentional with his words and, like, let me get out everything I wanted to say before he responded. Um, Which, funnily enough, he's my big now. Yeah. Yeah. I just, like, very early on felt like I could trust him with whatever I had going on. And, like, that's something that I look to surround myself with as far as people go. Like, I want to have people around me that can help me. And then I can reciprocate that for them when they need it. Mm -hmm. But he he just stood out to me as somebody that really cared. And, like, I, I admire that in people. That's something that I want to surround myself with yeah and so for me to you know do the interview thing and it was like you know five ten minutes whatever like that conversation like really made me see him highly and then that continued when we got in and so that just justified to me that you know it wasn't just to get me in it was because he actually cared right yeah I I got that
0: same vibe from a lot of people
1: yeah well um, and it's like I know I only said one person but like that was everybody like Sully, especially, Mm -hmm. always listens, you know, always wants to lend an ear. I just love that the people in here want to help others. Yeah. Because that's been a big goal for me in life, is that I want to help other people. And, like, I'm surrounded by people that want the same thing. It's a very admirable characteristic to have. And if you don't have it,
0: you should try and get it. (laughs) Yeah. I would say, if there was anyone that stood out to me, it was probably Mork. Really? To be honest with you. Yeah. Which is kind of a... That's kind of a a memory for me. I feel like we do this weekly. It was a left field call out. Yes. I'll admit. Yes. But I noticed whenever I came in, because I would see Mork at Planet Fitness Mm -hmm. whenever I'd go work out. Right. And, you know, I'd be like, hey, what's up, man? We'd dab each other up, and then, you know, we'd go about our workouts Mm -hmm. part ways. And that was, like, the only time I ever see him. So... We would talk for a little bit sometimes, but not that much. So I came in during Rush, and I saw him. He was, like, the first person I saw after yeah. Sully, because, of course, yeah. you know, Sully's going to greet everyone that walks in the room. Yeah, of course. And I start talking to <laughs> Mork. Yeah. And, you know, I dab him up. We say, I'm like, hey, what's up, man? And then we start talking, and he reveals to me that, like, <laughs> he reveals to me that about 80% of the fraternity... Yeah.
1: It's from this town. Yeah. (laughs) From our town. Which, while we're on this topic, uh, Becky, our guest from last week, told me, he was like, you know, you can rush there, but I've heard they only take townies. I mean, I hate to call you a townie, but. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's. And so it scared me. It's a term, But uh, I talked to Sully about that, and he was like, yeah, that's only because it started as just us, you know. He was like, it started as just people from Georgetown, so, like, of course people are going to think that, but that's not true, clearly. Yeah.
0: Well, the thing we is... We somebody
1: from Milan, Italy. Yeah. So clearly Italy, not true. yeah. <laughs> um, but, anyway, we were talking
0: about how most of the frat at the time was from this town, which it still is, mm-hmm. the majority. But we started talking, and I was like, oh, really? Where did you guys go to high school? And then, you know, we figured out that we went to the same high school, and right. I not even known about them otherwise so i was like wow that's really cool and then we started talking about you know our parents and how our parents somehow know each other and all this other stuff and we just had a lot of like i don't want to say history because we had never met right but we had a lot of crossing paths that we weren't aware of And i was like wow if it's like this with one guy what if it's like this with a bunch of other guys In the front, and it ended up being that way. Right. So I thought that was cool. Plus, Mork's just goofy. I love goofy. I love him to death.
1: Let me tell you this memory you just unlocked for me. (laughs) We were doing we were at our informal night, and we were doing our thing. Right. Yeah. I sat on the couch because my shoulder was bothering me because I had just had a surgery. And so I was sitting on the couch watching. Mork walks over. He's like, "Hey, man, have you seen my keys?" I was like, "What do you drive?" He was like, well, I have a Lexus, and it's just like a fob, and there's like a tile on it. And I was like, I haven't seen him. He was like, well, do you mind to stand up real quick? And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't care. He proceeds to grab the couch cushion <laughs> and rip them apart. And he's like, I found him." <laughs> I was like, all right, cool, man. I'm glad I could help. But literally, like, stuck his hands in them between them and ripped them apart.
0: Yeah. And I was like,
1: oh, my god!" doesn't gosh. surprise me one bit. Not at all.
0: Love that's, it, funny. I, that's funny I could see it in my brain. Oh yeah, I can see him tearing apart
1: like a gorilla <laughs> yeah. or something. that's what I saw. I was like, oh my gosh <laughs> He's an animal. <laughs> He's an animal. Oh my. <laughs> so you know we've established the pre-phytal process right the rush, you know everything surrounding that. Stratton, I'm gonna ask you what is something that since joining you've done that really means a lot to you?
2: Well, I think for me it was being in charge of like Songfest.
1: So you want to explain? Our yeah, what Songfest for those is? who don't
2: know, uh, Songfest is a little tradition thing at Georgetown where uh, fraternities and, and sororities and other groups can put on like a like, like a musical almost like a show. Yeah. And so this year, uh, I believe it was uh, decades theme or two thousand, and then so we decided to do, uh, like, Y2K, stuff like that, mm-hmm. and uh, I was put in charge of that. Like, I wasn't going to at first, but then I was already doing, like, the, the supplies and getting all the songs down, so I decided to put it on myself just to be in charge of it just and, go like, ahead and be do the it. director, yeah. yeah. So that was a really fun process to do. Uh, made me, like, come out of my shell a little bit and mm-hmm. made me, like, have to direct a room,
1: it made you have to be in charge. Yeah, like in charge. Which, knowing you, it's not something you typically enjoy. Yeah,
2: I'm not a big, like, confrontational person. Mm-hmm. I don't like to be in charge. I like to just sit in the back and just let people do what they want to do. But since no one else wanted to do it, I had, I put it upon myself to just yeah. go ahead and do
1: it. So would you say, I'll let you get back to yeah. what you want to say, but would you say that, you know, joining this fraternity has made you step out of your comfort zone and you know, kind of mold yourself into a new person. Oh
2: yeah. Easily. Uh, it's definitely made me more extroverted because mm-hmm. pre COVID I was a very extroverted person. I would talk to anyone and everyone. Yeah. But since the pandemic, since I was inside for a year and a half, Mm-hmm. Uh, I got very introverted. I got very just to myself. I, you I liked com- You were comfy by yourself. Yeah, I was, I was comfortable in my space. But I since get that. I joined the fraternity. I agree with that. Yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: I never had a real problem with that. Like, I've always been very extroverted. But I also don't like, like, there was a long time that I didn't like to be by myself. Really? Yeah. So, like, COVID was hard for me in a sense that I couldn't hang out with my friends and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I was always waiting for the next opportunity to do that. And so... For me, like, I never really lost my extroverted self. Yeah. I like doing extroverted things, but I think that COVID helped
0: me to learn the value of alone time as well. Definitely.
1: That was hard for me.
0: Yeah. I had to, I mean, not that I was going into it uncomfortably, even like some people did. I mean, I did. But, well, right. But I'm just saying, like, it was foreign to me, mm-hmm. but it wasn't necessarily uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah it was kind of just like, okay, this is new. I'll try it out. Mm-hmm. And I ended up liking it. Yeah. And I do it a lot more often now. Mm-hmm. I just sit alone sometimes. Yeah.
1: COVID definitely helped me gain that inside yeah. myself. That Which I is do a good that. thing to have. Yeah. Um, but anyways, back to Songfest. Yeah,
2: so Songfest, uh, it was difficult just to get everyone to do one thing at, at one point because <laughs> yeah they would just talk over me and say, Oh like, my god, it was so chaotic. It, it was, was awful very chaotic. <laughs> but thanks to Joe and Sammy for being the, the leads and like making sure that the show is like steady. Yeah. So I just think that Songfest was definitely like one of the most fun things I've done since I've joined the Fred. We'll go ahead and tell them what you won. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, shock to me, uh, we actually got the most comedic uh, play or musical, and mm-hmm. we got third place overall, which
1: I was very... Which is good because we started in like a 60-point deficit. Yeah, because yeah. we didn't turn we, in all of our stuff. We started I'm on negative sure- 60. Yeah. We didn't turn in the script on time. No. We didn't record any practice hours. Yeah. But- um, there was something else we didn't do. We, oh, didn't, we, didn't, paint yeah. oh, we right. didn't paint our bench. Oh, that's right. We didn't paint our bench. I don't really know why that's involved in Songfest. Uh I think it's more for alumni engagement uh, because they like to walk around the quad and look at oh, benches.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, either way, we got third point overall.
0: <laughs> we were pro- <laughs> we probably at the lowest score at the start of the entire. Oh, oh easily.
1: Yeah, we had negative sixty time. points. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and we got third overall. Yeah. So if and that doesn't all, tell all you I'm anything, saying is we would have won if we started at zero. Anyway, what about you, Maddie? What is there anything notable that you think you
1: should mention after becoming a Phytal? Yeah. I feel like, for me, ship was very important. Hmm. Um, being able to be going through the exact same thing as how we our Rush class, 12? It was like 12-ish. Around there. Yeah. Being able to go through the exact same thing and just be like on the same level as them and having to meet everybody like face to face like, this is who I am. I want to get to know you. That was really, I don't know what the right word is. It was very like moving for me because I like meeting new people. But the fact that I can meet all these new people and then like, they're going to be some of my best friends for the rest of my life. You know, that was really, it's beneficial for me. It's It's been really good. And like I said, it's like, I wouldn't have been friends with a lot of people. Like, I mean, we've talked about this before, Joe. I told you, mm-hmm. like, I saw you around, but we never really made an effort to do anything right. other than say what's up. I think the first time I met you was in the basement of Andy at a party.
0: <laughs> Probably. And I talked to you maybe, like,
1: for two minutes, yeah. and that was it. And I never I thought next I was going to see you again. You, the next time I saw you was when the basement flooded.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh, that was so bad. Yeah, I think I that's the next time that.
1: I saw you. But I mean it's like I said, it's just like I wouldn't have normally been friends with these people and not because I didn't like you guys. It was just because I I just was friends with the people in the yeah. basement of Anderson.
2: Yeah, just and you guys. Tendency didn't live thing. There. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I was friends with, you know, Beckham, uh, our guest from last week. Mm-hmm. I knew I knew Zoe and Tugboat. But those are the only people that I knew. And I mean I was friends with them. But it's not like I hung out with them every night, you know. And now I live with them. Yeah. So, I would say something that we've done that's meant a lot to me, which I know everybody does pledge ship, but, like, that would be my answer is pledge shit. Because it brought me close to not even just our pledge class, but the actives, too. I mean, we had to get to know them. I made a lot of memories as a pledge.
0: (laughs) A lot of good, maybe bad. (laughs) Yeah. There were a few bad ones. Well, the thing is, even before that, I knew a few guys, but not a ton. Right. Like, there were what? 11, 12 11 were already in the fret. and I knew two yeah I knew Sully and Mork mm-hmm. that was it so I mean and a- apparently my stepbrother is related to one of the guys in the frat that <laughs> really? I didn't even know that's I didn't know that either so
1: yeah I mean it's whatever but so what What was your entry? Be? you know what's something you've done since joining that means a lot to you
0: um Well, I'm on the executive board, which you guys know, because you guys are also on the executive (laughs) board, board. correct? But I guess other than that, you know, just like taking that next level, that next initiative, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, I also really enjoyed Songfest. I thought that that was something really important for us to do. Yeah, Um, and you had a like a
1: lead role. I yeah, I had had a speaking
0: part. Yeah, it was mostly me and Sammy. Doing all the speaking. Right. Which is funny because most people used like samples for their songs. This is actually hilarious. They used samples for their songs and then they dubbed over a bunch of stuff and all that. And right. then they had a mic that they would speak into live and mm-hmm. sing into it on the stage. Right. Whereas we took the extra step. Correct. And we were in Becky's room, Mm -hmm. our previous guest. Right. We set up the microphone that we're using right now for the podcast (laughs) and a pair of Apple earbuds with the little white, you know, microphone. Yeah. Yeah. And, which that's irrelevant because we were using this one, but we sat there and we listened to the music, just the instrumentals of like five different songs. (laughs) And then we recorded ourselves singing them. It was me, Sammy, and Sully, and Sully was the backup singer. I had one background part. Yes. And it was probably one of the greatest things we've ever made. Oh, it was awesome. It was absolutely atrocious. It sounded awful, but it was I awesome. don't
1: even know that I would say that. I thought it was awesome.
0: <laughs> there, Well, the thing is, we rewrote the lyrics, too. Yeah. To fit, you know... Our skit. make it Yeah, make it related to school and our skit and whatnot. Yeah. But...
1: Yeah, that that's that's a gem for sure. Yeah, and and then, you know, to build off what you're saying, people, like, saying in their microphones or whatever. We played ours through the chapel speakers. <laughs> Everybody heard. it. Everybody There's heard no every single
0: couldn't. word. No, yeah. There's no way you could Well, the yeah. thing is, I was watching a lot of the previous performances that were put on, and I was like, I can barely hear some of the words that they're saying. Yeah. Because, one, it's either overloaded or they're too quiet. Mm-hmm. So Well, you definitely weren't too quiet, that's for sure. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, I would also say that um, I've gotten really good at ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> well, Thanks, for alumni. those of you listening... Thank you, alumni. Yes, especially. Um, the alumni of ours bought a ping pong table for us, and I can't remember how much it was, and even if I did, I probably wouldn't say. Okay. But... Um, it's a really nice ping pong table. Mm-hmm. It's been in the lobby
1: since, so, I want to oh say, gosh. even before Spring? our pledge ship. No, no. It Are you sure? I helped craft the message to send. Oh, okay. It so it, it was after we were, like, done being okay. pledged. Well, a
0: lot of the guys that were already in the fraternity love to play ping pong. Right. And I think that may have been born in the freshman hall Because there's a ping pong table in there, too. But ours is much nicer. Um, And so I think that that's where they started. And then it kind of picked up from there. And I was like, wow, these guys really like to play ping pong. I kind of want to try. Yeah. I ended up trying. And I loved it. Right. And now I play, I don't know, maybe at least five games a day. (laughs) I mean, we we will literally walk through the lobby or something. And we'll pass the table and we'll be like... You want to get a couple games in? after and be like, "Okay, Yeah, oh, yeah. Some Africa Any time. Anytime. Any convenient time.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you had touched on we're all part of exec. Um, and Strat, I would like to ask you, like, how has that been for you? So, like, state what you are, you know, kind yeah. of job description. Yeah. And just kind of tell, like, how that's been for you. Yeah,
2: so I'm the secretary of FITAL, and that basically means I record all the minutes that we have, so, like, how long a meeting is. I record everything that's said, and then I, if, if needed to, I send it out to whoever doesn't make the meeting. And I wasn't planning on doing an exec position. Well, I was planning on doing one. I was planning on doing, to be, to be the treasurer, but then previous guest, <laughs> Becky, right? he was like, I'm going to do that. And, yeah. and everyone supported him. So I was like, okay. And then he was like, but there's not a secretary position. Like, no one wants to do that. So I was like, okay, I'll just do that then. Yeah. And so voted on it. I got approved. And then ever since I've been the secretary, uh, it's it's been okay. I mean, it's not the hardest job in the world because I just have to write down the notes. Sometimes when we get off track in the meeting, I just kind of sit there and do nothing because I can't really write all that's been said. So,
1: I would say it may not be the hardest, but it's definitely the most involved or because yeah, like it's definitely useful yeah. well I mean every week you're having to do your job yeah I have to do it every week you know. so you I also record the fines don't you
2: I do record the fines yeah. <laughs> during meeting D- yeah during meetings and stuff. Yeah. so if people say something out of like out of line or they say just or, or if they're or late, they miss yeah yeah or if yeah. If they miss it and then I record yeah. the fine and then I send that to Becky and then he finds them yeah it does all his crazy stuff that he does it's insane. Yeah.
0: His accounting superpowers. <laughs> <It's
1: insane. laughs> so what about you, Joe?
0: Um, I'm a social media chair, which, you know, Strat mentioned that everyone had to vote. Mine was unanimous because I guess I think that no one else wanted to do it. Yeah,
1: and I think that you just took so many pictures last semester, it was just kind of a given.
0: Well, what's funny is that's only because of my ship and I was... Um, I took up that role as a pledge to just take pictures during events and stuff. Mm-hmm. So just which for fun I, or... yeah, it was just for fun. So okay. pretty much I would just take pictures at all the events and everything. And um you know, just kind of make some memories and I would end up making PowerPoints. So I would make PowerPoints every single week. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. They were, were awesome. they were pretty good too. Are you gonna bring those back? I guess, I guess. (laughs) I could. Yeah, yeah. I could probably bring it back, do it again. It was a good, it was a good uh, tradition. It was good relief. Yeah. Well, we would always do it at the end, too. It kind of tied everything up. Yeah, yeah. So, at all of our meetings. But anyway, um, yeah, I would just say my job is to basically capture moments with the fraternity um, share them with everybody, show them what we're doing, show them what we stand for, mm-hmm. um, kind of be... Give us a good image. Yeah. I'm in charge of the public face Yeah, yeah. for the fraternity, which is kind of important. But at the same time, it um, I'm the distributor of all the news as well because, you know, if we're having a party or something, I make the flyer,
2: right. I put the
0: info on there and all that stuff, mm-hmm. which... You know, some flyers have been better than others. (laughs) Some flyers have
1: caused a divide in the group. A very big divide, yeah. But that's okay. (laughs) We're all good. Um, For me, I'm the membership orientation officer. Kind of because, like Strat said, nobody wanted to do it. And I was like, sure, I'll do it. Didn't know what it was. (laughs) And, you know, whatever. What a job. What? What a job. Yeah. Basically, what they do is teach pledges, you know, chapter history, local, nationally, you know, keep them updated and get them ready for the national exam. Um, so I'm kind of like the ringleader of our pledges, for lack of a better term. <laughs> but, no, I mean, so I can't really speak to how it's been because I haven't had to do it yet since we have a spring rush. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to get to know new people. You know, as I've kind of touched on, I enjoy meeting new people. Um, I just hope that it's not so stressful that it takes the fun out of meeting new people. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm not. Really I have a lot of support in my job. Yeah, that's true. So that's, you have a lot of
0: people standing behind you. Yeah, ready it's made run. it a
1: lot easier. Um, people like Sully's helped me stay on track. You know, before it all starts, and Sammy's helped me make sure everything looks good because he did it last year. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel prepared. Let me put it that way. Well, that's good. Yeah.
0: Um. So, with that being said, we've talked a lot about a lot of things that we have done during either, uh, either our pledgeship or just being a member in general. So, Strat, what would you say your best memory is for the fraternity, or being in the fraternity?
2: Yeah. So... I touched on it earlier, but Songfest is one of my favorite memories. But I'd have to say the cabin trip that we went we went over, or we went to over the summer was probably one of the best times of my entire life. Yeah, that was fun. That was an interesting. That was trip. a good time. It was safe. least
1: interesting. Me, and, me and Becky did get in a little scuffle Ooh. over some poker. Hey, man, poker between some guys. Hey, we've resolved it. Nothing but love for me and Becky. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: but my I just feel like the cabin trip. It really like. Like, united us, yeah, unified us. I would definitely have to agree with that. Yeah, Yeah. it 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 brought us very close. Yeah, because like, we had known each other from like being pledges and active and stuff like that. This is the first time where we were like, felt like we were on equal terms almost, because, yeah. We were, we we would talk to whoever we wanted to. We would go out on walks. We would play <laughs> go that, out walks. We would play on that uh, wiffle ball. Yeah, bathe, wiffle ball yeah. stuff. Yeah. that was a lot of fun. I remember that. There was
0: a lot to do in that cabin. There was
1: a lot. There was a lot to do. Me, uh, Foosball, me, navi, and table, poker. Well, me, navi, and Mister Tall went on spider genocide.
2: Oh, I remember that. Oh
1: yeah, because there, there were was a lot of spiders. Huge wolf spiders yeah. in our lodge.
0: Yeah, um, in the basement, or just everywhere? everywhere. Yeah, I saw the ones in the basement
1: because yeah. there was one That's on where my bed. That's where it started. We uh, we lit it on fire. You lit a spider on fire? It was pregnant spider. Oh. So if we had stomped so it, on it, they would have. Oh, you know. No. So we lit it on fire. Yeah. And then, then you know, we, we found noticed. some more. And we had to trap them and save our <laughs> friends. So then we take them outside, set them on fire. Right. You know, rinse, repeat. At least you just burned them outside.
0: Yeah.
1: Most of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, only only one was inside, and it was downstairs, and it was on concrete. So no mess. Nah, that's not too bad. No mess. Not no a fire. No, no. no mess. No mess. <laughs> but yeah, that cabin trip was fun. It was. It was a really fun. good time.
2: Like the drive there was fun. The drive back was fun. Just because somebody snorted pop rocks. There. Do Some, you remember that? <laughs> yeah, Someone I have did? a video of it.
0: <laughs> I, I asked him. I said, "I will give you this five dollar bill in my hand if you snort well, the and pop, then pop somebody rocks." Somebody doubled with it. it. Remember? Oh, that's, that's why right. He did it. That's right. And he did it. He got what? Ten bucks? Yeah. He said his brain was popping. <laughs> I was. Yeah. He snorted it. He rolled up the dollar bill or oh, the $5 God. bill, oh, God. and then he laid the Pop Rocks out and snorted now, them. just to be clear, these were actually just Pop Rock candy. Brand name candy. Yeah. Candy. And he was like, hey, you know what? Screw it. I'll do it. I'll do it for 10 bucks." <laughs> it was just one of those dumb college things. You know? yeah. yeah. And he was like, wow, that doesn't even hurt. My brain's popping, <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't hurt. And I was like, wow, I don't think you should have done that. Yeah. I wouldn't have done that. I was joking. <laughs> But
1: whatever, you only live once. I guess. But I I got pulled over on the way to the cabin trip.
2: Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and I was not excited about it, as you could probably imagine, (laughs) because I didn't think I was doing anything wrong, and I had passed the police officer. Like, I knew he was there. I saw him, and I was going, you know, 78, 79, and, and a 70, interstate speed, and next thing I know... I was, you know, me and Mike drove together, and he was like, uh, you're getting lit up right now. And I was like, what? And so I checked my rear view, and he's behind me, so I pull over, and he comes to Mike's window, because, you know, my window was traffic. He was like, um, you know, I pulled you over, and I was like, not really. And he was like, well, I ran your plates. I see that you're from Kentucky, because our cabin trip was in Tennessee. And he said... You're not really in trouble. I just want to let you know of the law, just in case, you know, you do get somebody that's not going to be as lenient. He was like, you were following too closely. Really? Yeah. He was like, I don't know if that's a Kentucky law, and since I don't know, I'm not going to give you a ticket. Ultimately, he said, I'm not going to give you a ticket, but you will get a citation. But it didn't go on my permanent record. Like, driving. Not like criminal record, of course. But it didn't go on my driving record, so it was all good, and he was really nice about it, but... That was that scared me. But then the rest of the cabin trip made up for it, so it was fine. Yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed that trip. Um,
0: I would say if I had a best memory, it would probably be the rave party, yeah. to be honest with you. That was great. Mainly just because there were so many more people there than I had expected there to be. Yeah. Um, which I also am pretty sure it's because some other colleges of kids that lived here were on break. And we hadn't gone on spring break yet. Maybe. So there were a lot of people here. There were. From like Louisville, Cincinnati. Yeah. It was to the wall. Yeah. And funny enough, the alarm went off. The The fire alarm. Yeah, the smoke alarm. Because, I don't know, somebody may have... I I guess they were doing something. I don't know. But um, the party did not end there. No. Which is what's funny. Yeah. People literally... Like, the fire department came... Campus safety came, and they were trying to figure out the issue and all that stuff, trying to figure out why it was going off, and people were evacuating the building. And instead of leaving, like a normal person would do, they all started doing the cha-cha slide <laughs> on the basketball courts. <laughs> Some dude climbed on the basketball goal and laid, laid on it. In he, planked. Yeah, he planked. Yeah, he planked onto the hoop of the basketball
1: goal. And then after that, when the police left, we or not the police, the fire department, sorry, after they left, we struck a deal with head of campus safety and said, we're going to you know, have a party for another 30 minutes and we'll get everybody out. And he was like, all right, y'all have a good time. It ended up moving to the front of the building, too, yeah. instead of the back. Yeah.
0: And they just dispersed. Mm-hmm. It was probably one of the most beautiful moments I've ever seen. It was insane. The frat performed, honestly.
1: So, yeah. Well, we want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, you know how it goes. Every Monday, new episode. Go ahead and leave us a five-star rating if possible and write a review and as you know you can send us an email at imperfect.insight at gmail.com with any reviews whatever you want us to talk about any questions we'd be happy to answer or talk about them in the podcast peace out